Welcome to Episode 9 of the Prosperity Rx Podcast. This is Pharmacist Keith Abel with your prescription for prosperity. This is a podcast where I give you hope. I show you the path toward building a life of peace and prosperity, to build a life that you don't need a vacation from. Let me ask you, what's the difference between being broke or being poor? Well, it's two different ways of looking at the same situation. No money. Poor's an attitude. It says you can't get ahead. You'll never win with money. Just stay right where you are and sulk in your bad luck forever. Broke, on the other hand, is something you're just passing through. Folks, we've all messed up by believing some of the prevailing money myths in our culture. The turning point in your life comes, however, when you're willing to own up, claw your way out, and never live in the lie again. I'll be sharing concepts that I've learned from folks like Dave Ramsey and Art Williams and W. Clement Stone, uh, Brenda Burchard, Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, and many other folks. Concepts that I've learned and successfully implemented into my life. These concepts will help you move from having the attitude of you'll never get ahead and you'll never win with money. The mentality of you're doomed, you're stuck right where you are, sulking in that bad luck forever. These concepts and ideals will help you move toward how you can claw your way out to move you away from having to live that lie of being poor and hopeless. If you're willing to own up to it, to accept that you do have the power to change your circumstances and that you are willing to do whatever it takes, then this podcast is for you. You truly can change your life and start on the true path toward financial peace and prosperity. W. Clement Stone in his book, The Success System That Never Fails, said, If you cannot save money, the seed of success is not in you. Let's get on with the show. Folks, I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey's baby steps from his book, The Total Money Makeover. It was the baby steps that helped us get rid of over $140,000 in consumer and student loan debt. And we're not the only ones. Millions of people have taken his courses and read his books and have followed his baby steps as well. So you can be confident that if you follow these steps, you will build a strong financial foundation for your family, a foundation that will lead to peace and prosperity. Today we're going to go over each step briefly and explain how they're so important to accelerating the path of peace and prosperity, the path towards financial independence. Let me just list what the baby steps are and then we'll uh, go through a, a short explanation of each. And then sometime on future podcasts we'll dive a lot deeper into each of these. Baby step one is the $1,000 emergency fund. Baby step two, pay off all non-mortgage debt using a debt snowball. Baby step three, three to six months of expenses and savings. Baby step four, invest 15% of household income into Roth IRAs and pre-tax retirement. Baby step five, funding college for your children. Baby step six, pay off your home early. And baby step seven, build wealth and folks, give a bunch of it away. To help you figure out where you are in the process, here's a breakdown of what, what each baby step entails. Step one, save $1,000. This is a starter emergency fund. You know, it, it might seem silly to sock a grand in the bank when you could be putting that money toward reducing debt, but there's logic behind this first baby step. And, you know, it's because unexpected expenses happen to everybody. And for some reason, they often tend to happen more when you've just committed to, to getting out of debt. 
So in order to avoid being tempted to use your credit cards to handle these unexpected costs and, and rack up more debt, save a quick $1,000 and put it aside as a buffer for those emergencies because they're going to happen. I know firsthand. You know, when we started the process, car repairs suddenly come up. You know, something always happens uh, to get you off track. So you, you've got to have that emergency fund. So if in the course of paying off your debt, you have to use some of that money that's in your starter emergency fund, you just simply put the uh, paying off debt on hold temporarily and build that emergency fund back up to $1,000. That's better than having uh, additional debt to have to pay off to add to the debt snowball. And this step will help ensure that your credit card balances continue to go down and not back up. It gets really discouraging when it goes back up. So the starter emergency fund also serves as a training ground for both paying for emergencies in cash and for developing the habit of saving money. Step number two, this is my favorite step, the debt snowball. As a math geek, I understand that paying off debts according to highest interest rate first will save money in the long run. It seems to make sense. But the debt snowball is, in my opinion, a better choice when it keeps, because it keeps you motivated for, for the long journey that you're going to be going through of paying off your debt. With the debt snowball method, you, you start by listing your debts from the smallest debt all the way down to the largest debt. Then you make the minimum payment on all of your debts. And then any extra funds that you have at the end of the month goes towards that smallest debt. And you keep adding those extra funds month after month to that smallest debt until it's paid off. Then once it's paid off, you take the minimum payment that you were paying on that smaller debt and the minimum payment that's on your, the, the next smallest debt and any extra funds that you come up with and you put it towards that next smallest debt and you keep doing that until it's paid off too. This method of keeping your total monthly minimum payments the same and then adding extra funds towards your whatever your current smallest debt is means that you're going to be paying off your debt at a faster rate than you've been up been able to do up to this point and by having those little wins along the way it, it, it gives you more motivation. You know, when you're able to mark those smaller debts as paid in full more quickly, it's going to give you the motivation and, and the faith that you really can win the battle against debt. So step three, finish the emergency fund. Now, once you've paid off all your debt except your house, the next step is to increase your emergency fund until it can, contains three to six months worth of expenses for your household. And what we're talking about expenses is everything that, that you have to pay out on a monthly basis uh, for living expenses, you know, your food and your, your uh, mortgage, your utilities, all those. You add all that up every month and you, you, you figure out what the three to six months of that amount of money would be and that's what you want to save for an emergency fund. And, and believe me, this, this step right here is extremely important. You know, once we paid off all of our debt in step two and started on the emergency fund, uh, you know, we got, we got a nice little emergency fund saved up there. We had a, about three months' worth of our emergency fund saved up when I lost my job. And thankfully, I had that emergency fund because it helped, you know, helped us get through that, that uh, tough time until I found another job. You know, we managed to stretch it out even more. But uh, having that money in that bank made it so much easier and so much less stressful. So to get this emergency fund built as quickly as possible is to take all the monies that you were paying towards all your debt snowball previously 
and now you should take, you know, all that should be paid off. So then you're going to take all those monies that you're applying towards your debt snowball and sock it into an emergency fund. Now, three to six month emergency fund will keep you and your family well buffered against uh, major financial emergencies like job layoffs and large unexpected expenses. And in my case, uh, I suggest you go for a six month emergency fund because in the job market that we have today, it, there's no telling how long it would take to replace a job if that's the type of emergency that came up. So developing a habit of saving big money is going to make it easier for you to develop a habit of putting money into a separate fund for unexpected major expenses uh, in the future, like I did to pay for my daughter's wedding with cash. Now step four is maximize retirement investing. After the consumer debt is gone and the emergency fund is fully funded, Dave suggests that you max out your retirement investing. Now for 2018, that means the contributing up to the legal maximum allowed by the IRS of $18,500 a year if you have a 401k and 5500 a year if you have an IRA. Uh, Dave suggests that you uh, sock away 15% of your income, uh, of course up to those maximums and then you'll look at other ways to invest that money. Uh, for folks like me that are over 50, uh, we can contribute an additional 6000 to our 401k, they call it a catch-up contribution, and we can add an extra $1,000 to our IRA holdings. By making uh, by, by maxing out your uh, retirement investing based on uh, you know retirement funding goals, you're ensuring that your golden years will be successful and secure. Step five: prepare the kids' college funds. And one of the things I like about the college section of the Total Money Makeover book is that Dave Ramsey is really clear that college is not a guaranteed career success for your kids. You know, he goes into a lot of detail about how important it is to calculate the cost versus the benefit of the college education before you go spending, uh, you know, all your money on this. Uh, you know, you don't want to spend 25000 a year on schooling uh, if the, the reward, the, the, the benefit on the other end isn't going to repay that, you know. So you want to, you want to really pay attention to this section in his book and, uh, you know, realize that... Uh, a college education chosen, chosen in the wrong field is not a guarantee of success. So it's important during this step to talk with your spouse about how much money you're comfortably uh, want to set aside for your children's education. And also, uh, once the kids are old enough, communicate with them the importance of choosing uh, a field of study that uh, will has a, has a return on the investment on the other end of it. Uh, the dollar amount's totally up to you. You know, just be sure you research the different college saving options that you have and make sure that you're planning on contributing to your kid's college education is something that's affordable for your family. And, and make your plan clear to your kids so they'll know exactly what to expect from you when it is time to go to college. Now step six is to pay off the home mortgage. After you've paid off all consumer debt, have a fully funded emergency fund and are contributing at least 15% of your income toward retirement, and have a plan for contributing to your kid's uh, college education if you choose to, then it's time to dump the mortgage. Put all extra funds based on having a, a create that solid budget, put all those extra funds towards that mortgage and get it paid off in full as soon as possible. The less interest you pay to the bank, the more money you're going to have available to give to worthy causes and to fulfill your dreams, you know, whatever those dreams might be. And in step seven, build wealth and give a bunch away. Now here's arguably the best step. 
Now that you owe no money to anybody and you have a nice stockpile saving, it start time, it's time to, to start uh, building some serious wealth. And that wealth building can come in a variety of forms. You can invest in mutual funds into real estate or, or stock you know, or just simply sock money away into high interest earning bank uh, savings if you can find such a thing. The goal is to put as much money as possible toward whatever your financial goals are, whatever that means. You know, traveling the world, building a dream home, or living life as a philanthropist. Once you're completely debt free and you've amassed a serious amount of wealth, the world is your oyster and your dreams are unlimited. So start working the baby steps in your life today and work toward achieving all of your dreams. Folks, now's the best time to start taking control of your money. I'll be covering many topics and teaching uh, many things to encourage saving and debt freedom. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my blog at prosperityrx.com uh, to, to learn how to save money, uh, to make a budget, to pay off your debts, uh, to reduce your taxes, and to invest in your future. And if you found value in the information that I'm providing, please like and share this with others. Also, if you want to learn more about how to create extra income by starting a home business that requires no startup capital, no pyramid that requires a monthly auto shipment that costs you money every month instead of creating money, and no selling of lotions or potions or pills or that quick magic diet aid that melts away inches and minutes or other such scam promotions that you see all over your, your social media news feeds, then visit aimhighforsuccess.com, A-I-M-H-I-G-H-F-O-R-S-U-C-C-E-S-S.com. Jim Rohn once said, In the process of living, the winds of circumstances blow on all of us in an unending flow that touches each of our lives. What guides us to different destinations in life is determined by the way we have chosen to set our sail. The way each of us thinks makes the major difference in where each of us arrive. The major difference is the set of the sail. The same circumstances happen to all of us. We have disappointments and challenges. We all have reversals in those moments when, in spite of our best plans and efforts, things just seem to fall apart. In the final analysis, it's not what happens that determines the quality of our lives. It's what we choose to do when we have struggled to set the sail and to discover, after all our efforts, the wind has changed directions. When the winds change, we must change. We must struggle to our feet once more and reset the sail in the manner that will steer us toward the destination of our own deliberate choosing. The set of the sail, how we think and how we respond, has a far greater capacity to destroy our lives than any challenges we face. How quickly and responsibly react to adversity is far more important than the adversity itself. Once we discipline ourselves to understand this, we will finally and willingly conclude that the great challenge of life is to control the process of our thinking. Learning to reset the cell with the changing winds rather than permitting ourselves to be blown in a direction we did not purposely choose requires the development of a whole new discipline. It involves going to work on establishing a powerful personal philosophy that will help to influence in a positive way all that we do that, and, and that we think and decide. If we can succeed in this worthy endeavor, the result will be a change in the course of our income our lifestyle and our relationships and in how we feel about the things of value as well as the times of challenge.
if we can alter the way we perceive, judge, and decide upon the main issues of life, then we can dramatically change our lives. Set yourself for prosperity. Get out of debt. Create additional streams of income and live life to its fullest. That is your prescription for prosperity. Start today.